Welcome to Hoops Coaching A to Z with Coach Terry Canova. This is a deep dive into everything coaching. Join my husband and his coaching friends from around the country as they explore the ins and outs of their profession. Big thanks to everyone who's contributed to making this podcast a huge success in its first year, reaching over 14 countries. Please continue to help the podcast grow by subscribing, leaving a five-star comment, and sharing it with your friends. Here you go, sweetie. I think you can take it from here. Hey, hey, welcome, everybody. Welcome back. The intro was a little bit different. That was Justin Johnson. That's J-E-A-N-S-O-N-N-E. Justin Johnson is the son of a dear, dear friend of mine, Mark Johnson. But Justin is a great, great country singer and uh, wanted to treat you guys to a little piece of his song, Little Jake, as a little special intro. Welcome to this week's episode of Hoops Coaching A to Z, and let's talk to Coach Jerry Hernandez. Uh, happy to uh, be on, uh, on with you, and first let me congratulate you on the success of your first year of podcast. Uh, you know, you're, you're all over the world, and uh, you know, a couple of thousand people, you know, tune in and you know the the information that you that you've uh, that you've shared with with uh, with your audience and the coaching personalities that you've had on I, it's been very very entertaining and and certainly for any coach who listens and uh, you know on a regular basis whether they're uh, you know a beginning coach or uh, someone who's been coaching for a while it, it certainly is uh, helpful I think and and uh, I think you be you should be commended for for what you've done uh, not very many people would uh, take the time and the effort to do it. And I want to congratulate you and, and I hope you uh, hope that the, the, the second year is, uh, is just as good, if not better. Well, I, I appreciate that coach, uh, you know, coming from you, I'm, I've, I've been a, been a fan of yours since, since the day we met way back when, and, and have, a, have had a chance to, to see you at clinics and, and watch your teams play. And, and, uh, and so coming from you, that means a lot, uh, you know, 45 years, as a, as a teacher, coach, and athletic director. And so, um, you know, for anybody like myself, even though I've, I've been doing this a long, long time myself, anybody who, who doesn't take advantage to learn from, from those around them, or, or I think they're just missing the boat. And, and so this podcast gives me a great opportunity to, to reach out to friends of mine in the coaching community and just, 
just have a conversation for, for 30 minutes or so and, and, and let people listen in. And, and if you get one or two nuggets, then, then, then that's a win. Well, there's no question. You know, we always say whenever you go to a coaching clinic and, you know, if you can come up, come away with one or two things, it's, you know, it's, it's a success of it. You know, if you, if you listen to a podcast, like what you're doing and, and other things that other coaches have done and people who are, uh, really dedicated to the profession and, and to the game. Uh, you got to get more than one or two nuggets. I'll tell you, it's, uh, I just think it was amazing. I, I, and again, the, the, the thing that I enjoyed is you talking to some of the coaches that you've been very close to and coached with and against and getting their perspective about things. And, uh, I, I think it's great. And, and, you know, you and I have talked about this, you know, the best thing is to be a thief, you know, and to, you know, listen to people who are successful and emulate that, you know, who wants to emulate somebody who's not successful, you know? Uh, but when you, you're presented with people who are successful and, and who have done things the right way for the right reasons, you know, you, you, you need to look at that and say, you know what, can I use some of this stuff? And you know what? I think I should. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that the coaches out there, and I think most of them do, uh, kind of look at that and say, you know what, man, this guy does things right. Or this lady does things right. And, you know, I think I'm going to try that, you know? So, uh, again, credit to you to put all this together and, you know, uh, man, keep it going. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. Uh, I, I enjoy this thoroughly. It, it, it's fun for me. And, and I, I'm sure I get more from this than, than, than anybody else because it, it, it reiterates things that, that I've already got, you know, swirling around in my brain. And then it also throws new ideas at me, you know, uh, just about every episode for me to, to try. And, and, you, you know, you mentioned being a thief. I think, I think as coaches, that's, that's kind of what we do. Uh, but more importantly than being a thief, and you know this as well as anybody, it's not just taking that subject matter from somebody else, but it's molding it and making it your own making it fit your personal personnel and your personality as well. And, and so when you do that, then, then you've truly gained something. Oh, there's no question. And, and that's the fun part. When you finally realize that you've, you've gotten something from someone, but you've made it your own by adding certain things here and there. Uh, I, I think that's a, it, it's a great feeling, you know, for, for anyone in any profession, you know, that you've taken something and you've made it better or made it to fit you. And those around you, and in our, in our situation, it's you know to fit us and, and, and our kids and, and, and our team, you know. So uh, I, I think that's I think it's a great it's a great feeling, you know. I, I just give you a quick example. Uh, uh, many years ago, uh, you know, I've always been a fan of the flex, and I don't care, you know, what's going to be. Oh man, you know, it's that simple, and oh, it's so old. But I've always been a fan of it. When people start running it, I can tell you, it ain't easy to guard. Right. But one Saturday I was watching uh, uh, college basketball on TV and I was watching North Carolina State and uh, Herb Sendak was was the head coach at uh, North Carolina State and he was running the flex, but he was running it different. Instead of the down screen after the guard to guard pass, he was flaring. You know, and what it did, it opened up the middle so much. I said, man, this is pretty good. Uh, and I liked it so much that I ended up calling him the next week and he was good enough uh, or, or nice enough, let me say, to 
talk to some high school uh, schlump coach from New Orleans about what he was doing with the flex. You know, I said, I said, coach, I said, I've never seen anybody do this. He said, yeah, well, we do it. And, you know, and I asked him a little bit about it. And he said, well, there's really not much to it. We just do this. And I said, man, it just opens up the middle so much. And I've been running it ever since. And I made a whole offense out of this thing with special plays off of it and the whole thing. And, and man, I tell you, I, I share with anybody who wants to, you know, who wants to, to, to learn about it. And, and, you know, and it's nothing earth shattering. It's just, kind of something that I got from him and I made it something that I felt comfortable with and something that I felt was, uh, that, that helped our kids out, you know? And, uh, uh, up until I retired, you know, three years ago, man, I, I, I ran it all the time. I ran it as a delay game. I ran it to score. I ran it as a left second shot. I ran it all kind of stuff. And people would say, man, that's hard to guard. I said, well, yeah, I don't know why anybody, why not let very many people run the flex. Because when they start running, it, people get mad. You know, they, oh, this guy's running the flex. Well, hell, guard it. You know, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know? but uh, but anyway, it's it's you're right though. When when you get something and you make it your own, and you uh, make it to where it fits your team, uh, that's a good feeling. You know, yeah. and it's just good for the kids. You know, because they they're getting the best of uh, of, of what uh, really emphasizes their skill level and and, and the thing that makes them better. Well, well, we we talked off the air. I'm, I'm having a chance. We're going to come down and play um, at John Eric High School, where I graduated from, and we're going to play the, uh, there this year, early January. And so, Coach, don't be surprised if uh, if, if you don't see the Lady Bulldogs uh, run run a flare screen off the, off of the flex here, because uh, I've already jotted that down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell, we're going to talk more uh, later on about that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, but one one of the other things I do, and we'll get on on our main topic here in a second, is uh, I started doing this a few years ago. Is as we're scouting teams, for instance, let's say we're playing Fairhope High School here in uh, the Mobile area, and they run a set that we're preparing for in practice. Well, we, we've already run it two or three days in preparation for the game. So now what we'll do is the Fairhope's mascot is Pirate. So now in our arsenal of things, we have a play called Pirate. And all, it, all we did was took a play that we were using to scout someone else. But, but now we've got that in our arsenal. We, we, we've got it something that we can run. You know, it's not, it, you know it, it may, may not be anything we run a whole lot but it may be a quick hitter or just a little wrinkle we now have because heck we, we've practiced it for three days. Why not? Why not keep it in? Oh, there's no question. I mean, uh, you know, you, somebody runs an out of bounds play and they get a layup and you say, damn, I can't wait to watch the film. Cause I'm going to put that in, you know, I mean, you, you can't, you can't have an ego and you can't be so arrogant to say, you know what? I'm not running that stuff. I mean, this guy runs it or that lady runs it. And you know, heck, you know, hell, if they're beating my tail with it, hell, I'm going to use it, you know, uh, you know, so I, look, I'm I'm right with you on that. That's right. Well, Coach, one of the things I want to talk about this episode is going to be airing in early September. This is kind of starting our second year uh, as a podcast, and 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 one of the things that I that I wanted to do when I when I decided to do this podcast is kind of do things almost in real time, address things at a, at a particular time in the season as. Coaches are getting ready to, to, to deal with different things. Now we got a podcast to kind of help with that. 
So you and I, you know, we've talked about this before, uh, way back in, in, in our first year of the podcast, the parent coach relationship and, and, and you have put together, you've actually put together a couple books. One book's a really good book. It's called 600 plus little things that make a difference. Um, and, and I'll put the link down for everybody to find that, uh, but Coach's website is www.sportseducationexperience.com. And like I said, we'll put that in, in the links. But today I want to talk about your book called The Athletic Trinity. Players, coaches, and parents, can they coexist? That, that, that athletic trinity. And I, and I think any coach, as, as they prepare for a season, if they don't have a plan and if they don't have a uh, understanding how to coexist and, and how to work with parents, then they're setting themselves up for failure. And so, Coach, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your book, what provoked you writing this book, and then we'll get into the, to the, some details of it. Well, you know, uh, it, it's, it started uh, a number of years ago. And, um, you know, I've got three children. They all played sports from the time they were five or six years old. Um, they, two of them played four years of college basketball. My son and my daughter played four years of college basketball. Uh, my oldest son played one year of college baseball, got arm trouble and said, you know, it's not worth it. Let me just go to school and, uh, get, get out of here. Uh, but, uh, over the years, things have happened with, with my children, um, you know, that, you know, could have really uh, affected the, 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 the way that they, experience the the high school athletic experience you know uh you know things you know not not getting playing time or uh you know not you know being overlooked and you know not being put in a game and and just a, a lot of different things happened to all three of them and it happened to me as well as a as a player you know when I started playing ball many years ago you know because it doesn't change it's this it's the same you know the the, the dynamic of of having parents, players, and coaches exist uh, in something that's that's beneficial to the, to the high school athlete, and that's what it's all about: benefiting the athlete. And uh, and you know, uh, about fifteen or twenty years ago, I don't know, I can't remember when uh, exactly. I just started thinking about it, you know, and I always came back to the the old adage of two's company, three's a crowd. You know, uh, when you add three elements together. You know, sometimes it's hard to to gel and to and to to make things work smoothly. You know, and when you add parents, players, and coaches together, everybody who you know who all kind of want the same thing but never understand how to work together to get it. Uh, I started thinking about this, and I said, "Yeah, you know what? I've I've seen so many kids who have had their athletic experience not be what it should be." because the parents, players, and coaches could not gel together and, and, and not, you know, get, get out of it what, what, what they should. Because when you think about relationships, uh, if everybody in a relationship, whether, it, relationship, whether it's one, two people or three or four or five, if everybody knows what everybody wants and everybody understands that, then that relationship can move forward. Yep. But when we don't know what the other person wants, you know, a lot of times it's conflict, you know, and 
a lot of times we don't know how to resolve that conflict. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to put something together. And, and I did. And I started giving seminars uh, to uh, high school parents. You know, schools would uh, uh, call up. I started, I put it together, had a little PowerPoint presentation and uh, last about 55 minutes. And I sent it, to, sent it to some people that I know. And they said, man, this is really good. And I did about a dozen of them. And uh, uh, I did two in Tennessee. I did, I did, uh, I think I did three in Texas. I did like three or four in, in Louisiana. And they were all uh, except, uh, uh, received with, you know, with, with some pretty good feedback. They said, you know, you know, this is pretty good. I never thought about this, you know. And so, uh, I, in, as the a couple of years went on, I, I wasn't able to have time off to go ahead and do the seminars. And then when this COVID, this pandemic thing came along, you know, sitting home and there people weren't doing stuff. I was retired. I said, you know what? I'm going to write a book that supplements or enhances the seminar. And so I put it together, you know, based off of what I had done. And, uh, you know, I, and when I put my seminar together, I had done a lot of uh, research. I read, I read books. I, I talked to a lot of parents that, that, that I knew who had athletic children. I talked to obviously coaches. I talked to kids, you know, and I wanted to find out what do they want? What does a parent want? What does a coach want? What does a player want? And I got all kinds of things, but I, after a while, I put down what I thought was the consensus of all three of those uh, th those characters in this, in this athletic trinity. And, um, and that's what I based the, the seminar on. And that's what I based my, my book on. And I say it's a book. It's, it's a 20 page book. It, it's a, the size of a, you know, it's an eight by eight and a half by 11 thing. It's about 20 pages and it's loaded with all kinds of information about how to, uh, handle certain situations you know, what's the right thing to do? What's the wrong thing to do? Uh, you know, how do you handle certain situations? What are some critical uh, situations that are uh, delicate? How do you handle them? You know, how do you handle a situation? And the biggest thing comes down a, a lot of times is play in time. You know, uh, how do you handle that with your child? And I think parents have their hearts are in the right place. But sometimes they don't know what to do. They don't know how to handle it. And after talking to so many parents and being around it so long, dealing with it with my children, that's this is what I came up with. And that's that's how this whole thing developed. And, um, you know, the whole thing of, uh, uh, of, of letting parents know that uh, and this is one of the first things I say in the book, you know, uh, whether or not your child is an athlete, has has success athletically, it has no bearing on what kind of parent you are. Right. You know, because a lot of times parents say, man, my kid's not that good. You know, he, you know, he's not as fast as this, this other player. And, you know, and, and she can't do this. And they, you know, this and, and that has nothing to do with how good of a parent you are. Right. You know, what has a bearing on what kind of a parent you are and what you've done is if if your kid is coachable, yep. if they're respectable, you know, if they're a great teammate and if they go out and they work their tail off. Yep. And God, dog, if you can do those four things, I don't care whether you're an athlete or whether you're not or what profession you go in or whatever you do in your life. That's that's who people want to be around. 
you know, so the idea was is to try to get everybody to understand what everybody wants. So now we can work together and say, okay, well, let's, let's see what everybody wants and let's see if we can get together and make this experience for our kid the best one, because guess what? They only have one chance to be an athlete. Yep. Yep. One chance to be a high school athlete. And after that, you know, it's off to college or whatever they're going to do. And they don't have that chance anymore. They don't have that chance to be on a team. They don't have that chance to work together. They don't have that chance to, to make great memories. They don't have that chance to have friends for the rest of their lives. You know, they only got one chance to do it. So my motivation was is to help parents to make their kid have the best experience they could possibly have because they only have one chance and the parent is the best coach of, 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 in this whole situation. They're, they're the best coach. They're, they're better than the, the coach who's coaching the sport. And they're the most important one, I can tell you. Yeah, for sure. Well, kind of long-winded, but, you know. No, no, no. That's, that's excellent. Uh, let's take a, we're going to take a quick break, about a one-minute break. We'll be right back, and we'll talk more to Coach Jerry Hernandez about this parent-coach-player uh, dynamic. One second. Want to get away for the best vacation ever? Consider a group trip, whether a cruise or an all-inclusive resort. Let Toes in the Sand Travel help you get there. There are some amazing perks for group cruisers. Trust us, we do one almost every year, and we help so many of our friends as well. For a trip of a lifetime, give us a call. You can message me on Facebook at Kimberly Tanner Canova, or you can find our Facebook page, Toes in the Sand Travel, but be sure it's the one that has our smiling faces on there. Just reach out. We'll help you. Hey, honey, will you get packed? We got a cruise ship waiting on us now. <laughs> Let's go. All right, I'm back with Coach, uh, Coach Jerry Hernandez. We're talking about that player-coach-parent relationship I know, Coach, uh, you know, you hit the nail on the head. The, the key is for everybody to understand everybody else's role in this. I know one of the things that I always say and I always share regarding this is every side must understand their priorities are different. As a coach, my priority has to be that program first. It's got to start with the program, then the team, then the player. I love the players. I love all my players, but the program comes first. However, as a parent, their priorities are that player first. That's their child. That's the reason they're there. And so I think the important thing is for both sides to accept and understand that we're looking at this through a different lens. Once we respect that, then, then, then I think you can, you can move forward. Um, Coach, how do you, in, in all of your years coaching, you got to play, and we all face this from time to time, and I know different coaches have different ways of handling. How do you handle it when that parent calls you up and says, hey, I want to talk about my son or daughter's playing time? How, how do you think is the best way to handle that? Well, uh, I don't mean to sound callous, but I don't talk to parents about playing time. You know, I, I let the, my parents know at our, our parent meeting there are two things that I don't talk to them about. Playing time and coaching strategy. 
those are reserved for me and my staff. So I don't talk to them about that. What I encourage them to do is if you have concerns about playing time for your child, have him or her come talk to me. Yeah. Let them approach the problem. Let, let them approach the problem. Let them understand and start learning how to deal with things that they're not satisfied with. You know, part of the things that we do as coaches is we want our, want our kids to mature. We yep. want them to uh, learn how to handle uh, adversity. And that's one of them is playing time, you know, because, uh, you know, a lot of times what we as parents feel about how good our children are or how skilled our parents are doesn't jive with what the coach thinks. And, you know, it's not the same, you know, uh, but uh but I will tell, this is what I would tell, this is what I tell parents. And this is in my, this is in my book. And I, I did this with my kids years ago because they, they all experienced it. All three of my children, they all experienced not getting playing time. And I told them, let me tell you something. There ain't but four things that you can do to try to get playing time. And, and it's not going to guarantee that it's going to get you playing time anyway. Right. But if you don't do these four things, You'll never get playing time. First thing is, is you've got to work your tail off at practice. Because if you don't, you'll never see, you'll never see the floor, the field, or anything, no matter which sport you're in. If you don't work your tail off at practice. The second thing is, is you've got to know all the X's and O's or whatever's in the team playbook. Because if you get put in a game and coach calls, you know, hey, run red 22, and you don't know what red 22 is, guess what? You're coming out, and you're probably not going to get back in until you learn what Red 22 is. Right. The third thing is, is you've got to be a team player, and you've got to do everything you can to help the team. Just like you said, the team is first. And then the fourth thing is, is you better be the most enthusiastic non-starter on the bench. Because if you're not paying attention to the game and you're sitting down and you're turning around and looking in the stands or you're laughing with your buddy sitting on the bench and the coach looks down the bench and he sees that, he'll say, I'm not putting that, I'm not putting that player in. Right. But if you can do those four things, and that's what a parent can tell their kid, hey, look, work your tail off, know what's in the playbook, be a team player and be enthusiastic. When there's a timeout or the inning is over or it's a timeout on the football field or, or, or whatever, you better be the first one out the, out the, uh, off the bench or on the field giving people high fives. Because you know what? That's what coaches like. A- a- that's absolutely. what coaches like. You know? and, and that's what I would tell a parent. But I would also tell a parent, too, if they're concerned about playing time, one of the best things – that or one of the, the few ways that you can you can approach a coach about that is say, coach, what can my son or daughter do to be more of a help to the team? Now that's not a combative question to ask. Right. You know, but you say, how come my kid's not playing? You know, and now all of a sudden you've got a problem. You know, but if you say, what can my son or daughter do? to improve themselves, to help the team get better. And I think a coach would be more than willing to say, well, you know, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so, you know, I I think if if your son or daughter can get in the weight room a little bit more and get a little stronger, I think that'll help them, you know? And and I think, I think a coach would be, would be willing to talk about that, but not to, how come, how come my son's or daughter's not playing? Well, 
those things never turn out well. It, they don't. And, and you know, you, you hit on a couple of really good points. I, I think, number one, I, the, the unfortunate thing that I see is in many cases, the parents will ask that question midway through the season. And, you know, while, while things are things are flowing, I think that's kind of a bad time to ask that question. For me, I think it would be a little bit better received if the parent asked that at the end of the season. So now right. as right. a coach, you can tell them, okay, they have April and May and June. Well, first of all, you got April and May that you can do something on your own, whether it's the weight room, whether it's skill work, whether it's AAU, whether it's skill development, you can become better there. In June, now we're going to reconvene with our team again. And, and you're going to get to apply that with the team. So I think that's the one thing. The other thing I would say, and, and you touched on it, is, is as a coach, is that parent meeting. Coaches out there, you've got to have a plan. And, and, and we've already uh, done an episode way back when on parent meeting, and, and we're going to do another one. You've got to have a plan with your parent meeting, and you want to have all these things answered. Like Coach Hernandez just said, he's letting his parents know in the parent meeting that is something I don't want to talk about. Different coaches handle those things different. And then the other thing, and, and different coaches have different philosophies, one of the first things I'll say to a parent is if you're wondering why your daughter isn't getting enough playing time, come watch practice. Because in most cases – in most cases, if they come watch practice, they'll see it pretty quickly. Why? You know, because uh, the, 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 the thing that I've learned is a parent is watching the game. Their daughter's not getting a whole lot of playing time. So now they're watching that other player maybe make mistakes, maybe make a turnover, and they're comparing their child to the one who's out there. And that's unfair to that child who is in that position on the court, because if right. you would have watched practice, you would probably see in many cases that the one who's out there deserves to be out there. And, and so so that's something I always try and hit home is our practices are open. As long as you come in and watch practice and don't disrupt practice, come see for yourself. And, and, and many of those many of those questions get answered pretty quickly. Yes. And, you know, the other thing, too, uh, uh, Terry, is that I would say 99 percent of all kids who are not getting the playing time that they want, they know why. Yep. They know why. They know that they know who the best players are, you know, and you may have a bad apple somewhere down the road and from time to time. And, you know, that's up to the coach to deal with that. Uh, but the, the kids know why. You know, they know why, you know, that that this player is quicker than I am. This player is is tougher than I am. And, you know, at practice, it is a loose ball and we're going after it. That person gets it and I don't. You know, they, they, they know why, you know. And one thing I, I would urge parents to understand is that, uh, understand this, a lot of times their kids exaggerate. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. and they'll come home and say, you know, I had, I had A3s at practice today. Oh, you did? Oh, they might have hit two. Right, you know, right. three. You know, <laughs> they, they exact. We all exaggerate. We all do. 
Yes. You know, yeah. and kids will come home and they'll say, man, you know, I don't know why, you know, I don't know why I'm, I'm not getting playing time. I hit eight threes today at practice and, you know, you know, they exaggerate and you got to take that with a grain of salt. And I don't mean to say that kids will lie to their parents, you know, but we all exaggerate, you know, well, and, and you got to take a little bit of that in consideration, you know. We, we, my wife and I have laughed about this now, but uh, when I was coaching my stepdaughter, you know, and, and her and I have a wonderful relationship now, but boy, there were some trying times there. And I remember <laughs> there were days, there were days when I would come home and I, and, and my, she had already, you know, gotten to my wife first and, <laughs> and, and my wife started telling me all of the evil things that I did. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know, but, but, but I think, you know, kids are kids and what they want is they want love and affection from their coaches. They want love and affection from their parent. And if they're having a bad day, they're going to go seek that and they're going to go seek it from mom and dad. And so, like you say, it's not that they're going to intentionally lie in many cases, but they just want they want some some feedback from mama. They want some love from mama or love from daddy. So right. so they'll say whatever they got to say to get that attention that they're seeking. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, there's no question. And look, I, let me just say this. Well, I mean, we could go through what parents want and what coaches want, but, but I'm going to tell you what, what I came up with after talking to, I don't know how many, how many kids, how many athletes, high school athletes, you know, what do you want? I'm going to tell you what they want. And this is as simple as can be. Number one, they want to win. They all want to do that. Number two, they want to have fun. Number three, they want to hang out with their teammates. Yep. And number four, they don't want to be hassled by their parents or their coaches. Right. <laughs> they want to go out on, on that Friday night or that Tuesday night or Wednesday night. Uh, or they want to put that uniform on with the name of their school across the chest with their number on the back. They want to go out and warm up in front of their friends. They want to run through that tunnel in football. You know, they, they want to sit there and, and, and hit those kill shots in and, and, and volleyball and, you know, and, and they want to have that uniform on and be part of that team. Yeah. And 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 they, they don't want people to hassle them after the game, whether it be a coach or a parent, you know, and parents should let them work through their problems, you know. But as you said, they want their parents to love them and support them and yeah. be there. They, they want their parent to be that rock for them. And they need to do that. And there's there's a way to do it. And again, and I don't mean to push the book, but it's. And they got so many things in that book that will help parents do that, you know. And uh, a lot of times, you know, we, we don't know. I mean, hell, I, there's a lot of things I don't know that I, I wish I, somebody would have told me, you know, a long time ago, you know. Um, you know, and, and not be arrogant enough to say nobody's going to tell me what to do or nobody's going to tell me how to raise my kid or, or whatever, you know. But, you know, hey, look, we don't, you know, we all don't know everything. And, and, and if, if I can uh, help parents to deal with this, and make their kids the athletic experience the best it possibly could be, whether they're a starter or whether they don't get any playing time. Yeah. yeah. It's possible. You know, so they, 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 and look, and they know why they lost. They know, they know why they made mistakes. They know what they did. They don't need parents to on the ride home to, you know, say, how come you didn't do this? I saw you made an error or you didn't do this or you didn't hit the ball or you, you know, you didn't get that big. And, uh, you know, they, they know, yeah. you know, and that's why as coaches, you know, we don't have to harp on that. You know, they, they know. 
you know, and, and we give them support and we say, hey, look, you know, you know, we can do this better. We're going to work hard to correct that, you know, and hey, look, you know, we love you whether whether you win or lose. Right. You know, that's, that's, and that's what kids want. Yeah, that, that that's the key. That's the key. Well, coach, this time has flown by. We, we're going to have to do this again. And we're not going to wait a whole year to do this. We're going to do this again soon. Maybe maybe we'll talk about the parent meeting or something about that next time. Uh, but oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody, I, I'm, I'm telling you, reach out www.sportseducationexperience.com www.sports with an s educationexperience.com parents i would implore you and coaches that athletic trinity book is first class it's legit and coaches and parents uh, as well that 600 plus little things that make a difference that's got a whole lot of great nuggets in it coach hernandez Love you, man. Thanks so much again for joining us and uh, and being a great part of our podcast uh, team. And uh, we'll do it again soon. Well, thanks a lot, Terry. I sure do appreciate uh, being with you. And, you know, I mean, anything I can do for you guys and, and anybody out there, I, I'm, I'm more than welcome to. Uh, you're, you're more than welcome to, to call me, email me. All, all my information is on the website. You can email me. I, I will Man, I'll, I'll, I'll get on the phone and talk with anybody, man. I, I, I just love it. I'm retired now, uh, well, semi-retired. I, I volunteer at, uh, at Jesuit High School in New Orleans with my son and one of my former players who's the head coach. And, and uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm living my life, man, because I don't, uh, uh, you know, I, I sit on a bench and I keep a shot chart and, and I don't say anything. And uh, if they ask me something, I'll give them my, my little one cent worth and, other than that, but, but I'm retired and, and, uh, man, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, to talk with anybody or to, you know, uh, do anything I can to help. And not, not only the sport of basketball, but, but help parents be parents and, uh, in the athletic world. Thank you so much, coach Hernandez for joining us. Uh, I'm telling you guys and girls, reach out to Coach Hernandez. Uh, he's a great resource and he absolutely knows what he's talking about. Uh, just a quick summation, um, coaches, remember, communication is the key with parents. Over-communicate. Make sure you have a parent meeting. Make sure they know the schedule. I would suggest even making sure they have the schedule, even if it's before the parent meeting. Parents want to have lives outside of basketball. Basketball is our lives as coaches. Parents want lives. So as soon as you can give them that schedule and let them know, hey, I know we have a Thanksgiving tournament. It's Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, leading up to Thanksgiving. Let those parents know as soon as possible. So if they want to go out of town for for Thanksgiving, they can leave after the game on Tuesday or Wednesday and spend those days. Let them know the practice schedule following holidays. Let them know that as soon as possible so they can plan. Communication is the key. As far as the playing time stuff, I'm a little bit unlike Coach Hernandez. I don't really mind talking about playing time. I just don't want it after a game. If you want to come in my office the day after and you want to talk about some things, I'm very, very secure in what we do and what our plan is for our team. 
So come on. I would love to visit. It just cannot happen after a game. Emotions are too high. Things are too volatile. Win or lose. If it's after a win, I'm telling you, the first thing the coach is thinking is, why is this parent being so selfish to come speak to me after a win about their child's playing time? If it's after a loss, then the coach is fired up, the coach is mad, the coach is frustrated. So win or lose, playing time's not something that needs to be discussed, discussed after a game. And in some cases, like with Coach Hernandez, he don't want to talk about it at all. He'll talk about it with the player. My, my normal answer after uh, a, a parent wants to talk about playing time is come watch practice. Come watch practice. Generally, that'll answer all of the questions. Another thing, guys and ladies, show empathy to these parents regarding their child. We just dropped off our son at Alabama, and my wife is just heartbroken right now. Children, that is these parents' most precious treasure, my daughters, my son, that's our most precious treasure. So parents are a little bit jaded in how they see things. So have some empathy, coaches. But also, parents, you must understand the coach's role is to do what's best for the program first. So make sure you stay within your boundaries. And coaches, again, show some empathy towards those parents. And then one other thing I would say, and our athletic director here at UMS is is someone who taught me this, and and I agree with it. You know, he doesn't care how long we practice, but he doesn't want us telling our parents practice is over at 5, and then we practice till 6.30, and we got parents waiting in carpool for an hour and a half. Practice as long as you want, but try and end practice on time. The parents will appreciate that. I know that myself as a parent. I would definitely appreciate that as well. So anyway, guys, that's a wrap. This is an important episode, so it went a bit a little bit longer as normal. But coaches, this is this is key, man. This is this is the key to get your season started. Good communication with your parents. Thank you, Coach Hernandez. Thank you, Justin Johnson, for letting us use a little clip of your song. And thank you to all of our listeners. And I really appreciate everybody who's made the kind comments um, on uh, Apple, iTunes, and all of those other places, the five-star ratings and, and whatnot. I appreciate everybody who's taken the time to give us the positive re- reviews. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we'll catch back up next Monday. Talk to you soon. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. A big thank you to everyone who has continued to make this podcast become so popular. Please continue to share with your friends and colleagues. And when you have time, please take a minute to give it a five-star rating. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode.